Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's John here with the Soldiers of Christ podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, happy Saturday. Hope you guys are a wonderful weekend. Uh, but not only that, happy October. It's finally October. Uh, October is one of my favorite months of the year. Uh, I really love October because it's just, you know, we're in the season of fall. Um, you know, pumpkin spice lattes back at Starbucks, you know. Just all the good things are happening, you know. I don't know. I just love the season of fall. Unfortunately, though, I live in Texas, so there's not really much of a fall. I used to live in Michigan when I was a lot younger. When I was like a like a child, and so fall up there was like dope. You know, you got the leaves changing colors. It was cool. Um, you know, we got you know we went to like a cider mill, so we got like cider and donuts. We go like to the creek and like feed the ducks with the donuts and drink some good old cider. You know, it was that that. It, it, that was my like my highlight of my childhood. Uh, other than snow on Christmas, that was like the highlight of my childhood was autumn in Michigan, um, and I really love that time of year. But uh, you know, I live in Texas, so Texas, you know, it's really just like summer all year long until like January, February, we get some weird winter storm that we're not capable of handling, and so it uh, <laughs> it affects our lives. We all have to go like in apocalyptic mode uh, when we have a crazy winter storm down here, but. Nonetheless, uh, I'm really glad it's fall. Uh, speaking of fall, I got some fall merchandise on my website at soldierschristapparel.com. Go check it out. I got some coffee mugs, candles, shirts. Go check them out. Actually, sweatshirts. I don't have any, actually have any shirts. I should make some shirts, though. But I made more of like sweatshirts just because it's fall. It's a cool time of year. Uh, please go check it out. Uh, if you like it, please buy something. It'd be really awesome. All money and proceeds go to my podcast platform. And... Uh, it really helps me make better content. So, anyways, uh, let's get into today's episode. Uh, you know, I've been recording a lot. If those who've listened to me in the past know how I am, I don't actually put out as much content as I have in the recent weeks. And, you know, I want to make that, you know, a common thing. I can't promise that I will. Um, I shouldn't make a promise that I can't keep or that I don't know if I can keep. But what I will say is this is actually my last podcast episode in my current place that I live. I'm actually moving this coming Tuesday. I'm really excited for my new move, my new place, and uh, so I'm trying to get an episode out here because I don't know if I will be able to next week just due to the life changes I'm, I, I gotta deal with. Um, you guys understand, right? You know, and it's getting crazy. So actually this last episode uh, in my current place, my next episode will be in my new place that I will live. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just ready for the new life change, and uh, uh, God, God's got something great for me. I'm already, um, I'm already gonna be part of the high school youth group down in uh, Kyle, Texas. Uh, there's a church down there that I'm gonna be a part of uh, and do some, uh, continue to be a core member. And like I've said in my past podcast episodes, I, uh, my last couple of episodes, I said that I uh, would depart from my old church, and I did. And I said goodbye to the teens. Very hard, but I'm really looking forward to. Uh, this new church that I'll be serving at and serving that high school youth group and helping the teens uh, come closer to Christ. It'll be awesome. And uh, it'll be my eighth year of actually serving as an adult core member, which is basically, if you don't know what a core member is, uh, it's a uh, adult leader, adult small group leader. And, you know, just we just serve and help the teens any way we can. Uh, it's been a, definitely a joy in my life. I love working with kids. I love serving kids, whether elementary, middle school, high school. I've worked with all ages. Uh, it's great. You know, it's been it's become my life for sure. 
So anyways, uh, like I said, a lot of life changes are coming, so this will be the last episode at my current place right now, and then my next episode will be at my new place, and I'm looking forward to that. And whenever I get the internet going up out over there, uh, which shouldn't take that long, I'll start, uh, I'll get another get another episode out, because I, I, I want to keep recording episodes, okay? Anyways, let's talk about today's uh, topic on uh, Soldier of Christ podcast episode. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, this is very important because I've been actually experiencing this in my life recently. Uh, I want to talk about how it's not important to seek other people's approval. Um, we got to stop seeking other people's approval, okay? And this is very important for us to do, and this is actually very hard for us to do because we are so caught up in life and what other think uh, thinks about us. And I can testify to why this is bad, this is wrong, you know? And we're so worried about what our families think of us, what our friends think about us, and I'm not saying what their thoughts are not, you know, important, but we also have to evaluate, uh, evaluate what is their intentions, you know? And um, like I said, I'm bringing this up because I'm actually experiencing something like this in my life right now. I'm like thinking to myself, I was at the gym tonight thinking and like working out and that's when my thoughts really come. That's when I really start to progress my thoughts and think about life and uh, just a lot of things. And I thought to myself, like, you know, I bet you I'm not the only one that struggles with this. Honestly, I'm not the only one who struggles with this. I mean, I bet there's so many people in this world that struggle with seeking approval. We got to stop doing it. We really got to stop doing it. And as uh, soldiers of Christ, uh, especially, and like I said, you know, not everybody who listens to this podcast is probably Christian. That's okay. I'm not, but, you know, it is called soldiers of Christ, so I'm going to use a Christian uh, example. But as soldiers of Christ, if you claim to be a Christian and everything, you know, do you think that the disciples like thought about what other people would think about them when they left to go follow Jesus? I bet you they had a thought, but they didn't let the thought control their actions. And that's very important to note. Like They probably thought to themselves for a second, oh my gosh, what did they think? You know what? I got to put that to the side and go follow Jesus, right? Because the disciples left everything to go follow Jesus. And that takes a lot of it takes a lot of courage. It does. You know, uh, it takes a lot of it just takes a lot. I don't know what the right word to use there, but courage is one for sure. Uh, it's strength. Let's use strength because strength is there because it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of will strength to say, I'm going to leave everything just to follow this guy who claims to be the Messiah, right? That takes a lot of will strength. And whether you believe in it or not, nonetheless, it's still it's still a powerful story, right? And so these disciples just went and Follow Jesus, left everything behind, their job, their life, their family, uh, and, and, and went to go follow Christ, right? So that took a lot of willpower. And like I said, you know, Jesus in the Bible, he does not exemplify himself as a king. He exemplifies himself as like somebody like who's homeless, uh, who looks like a hobo, right? Uh, <laughs> he comes from Nazareth. And like if you guys don't know much about Nazarenes back then, they were looked at like stupid people, poor people, like not worth it, like garbage. That's what people thought about uh, people who came from Nazareth. That's why they even quote in the Bible, or not quote, but use con they use uh, phrases in the Bible like Jesus from Nazareth, right? It's it's to insult him because you know they didn't look upon Nazarenes. Nazarenes were worthless people, and like the Pharisees' eyes and people who thought they were all this and that, you know. So going back to seeking, uh, not seeking other people's approval, we're going to go in our life realizing that people sometimes in our life are not meant to be there. 
And this is a really hard reality to accept. And it's really hard to let go of those people. But, you know, in our life, we are sometimes... We're told crud in our life. I'm trying to use the best word where it's not like a cuss word or like not a good word, like a mean word. But it's 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 true. It's like we, we, we're told crud in our life. Like one of the most absurd things I've ever heard in my life when I was younger is that blood makes you family, okay? Blood doesn't make you family, okay? Blood does not make you family, okay? Just because somebody ha uh, biologically is related to you does not make them your family. What makes them your family is their actions toward you. And so being somebody being your family, somebody who's loyal to you, who loves you, who accepts you, especially they accept you even if they don't agree with you, right? Though that, that's what family is about. And if you got those three principles, that is somebody who should be considered as a family member. Um, and that's very important to understand. Like, you know, I'm adopted. And my parents, you know, I never call my parents by their first name. You know, I always call them mom and dad. You know, if my biological parents walked in today, I wouldn't consider them mom and dad. They're not the people who raised me. They just gave birth to me, you know. It doesn't make them qualified to be mom and dad just because they have some genes that are related to my genes or that we have to, you know, you know, we're blood or whatever. It doesn't matter, like, to me. Like, the reality is, is that... My adoptive parents are the one who raised me. My adoptive parents are the one who took me in. My adoptive parents are the one who fed me, clothed me, gave me uh, 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 life wisdom. You know, that, that's what family is about right there. They were there at my sporting events. They supported me with my decisions. Whether they agreed or disagreed with them, they still, you know, it, that, that's what family is about. That's what a family is. And I have fa friends who I don't even call my friends, but family. You know, I got family outside of my family. You know, and so the thing is, though, is that we will have people in our life who will try to use us. They will try to change us to fit their needs. And this is where you start thinking to yourself like, you know, the, the, and, and here's what it gets really bad is when they're starting to manipulate you. They're trying to make you think what you're doing is wrong, but they don't understand, you know. And I'm actually experiencing this a little bit in my life right now. And I'm not going to say the person's name. Or I'm not going to say where I know them from or anything like that. But what I will say is this one person has trouble of understanding how I do things. Okay, And they are, they are pretty sensitive and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. They can be sensitive and everything. But here's the reality. I don't change myself because you don't like the way I do things. And the way I do things, you know, not everyone's going to like. But I can't, I can't make everyone happy. I don't have that mindset. I know I'm not going to make everyone happy, you know? Do you, think, uh, do you think Jesus thought to himself that he was worried about making everyone happy? No, he wasn't worried about making everyone happy. He knew that he wasn't going to make everyone happy. Matter of fact, he knew more people would hate him than like him, right? But he had the mindset of staying true to himself, right? Stay true to the word of God, right? Because he was the word, right? And that's what we got to do to ourselves. We got to stay true to ourselves. We got to be, we, the only approval uh, that we should seek and want in our life is God's approval. And if God approves what we're doing, if God says you're doing good, God says keep striving, God says keep becoming the person I created you to be, don't change for anyone else, no matter if it's your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your wife, your husband, your friends, whatever, don't ever change for anyone. Because I've created you to be who you are, right? Now, this does not mean go be like a jerk, right? And it doesn't mean like, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's one thing when somebody approaches us to give us uh, 
good criticism. Like, and what I mean by good criticism, there could be good and bad criticism. And when good criticism, somebody who actually cares about your well-being, notice that you're off. Notice that, hey, you know, you're, you know, like I, I just noticed that this is different from you, and I, I'm a little concerned. And everything. Then this is what I think you could do better. Blah blah. That's that's healthy criticism. Bad criticism is somebody who just doesn't accept you at all, and just wants you completely to change for their own needs and wants. And that's that's not good criticism because it doesn't become it's actually them not it's not them care about you but care about themselves and how they want you to do things, and that's not healthy criticism at all. That's just selfish criticism for their own personal needs and whatever. And I don't I can't deal with people like that. You know I. Uh, my philosophy in my life is I keep my friend circle very small. Uh, I only keep, uh, you know, I could really say if I really counted in my life, I may have 10 good friends. Uh, and those 10 good friends I consider family. Uh, so they're actually my family in a sense. <laughs> um, but other than that, most people are morally acquainted to me, uh, like a acquaintance friend. What acquaintance friends to me is somebody I know and I see maybe pretty often, but I don't like, I don't go over to hang out with them. I don't uh, desire to build a relationship with them uh, because there's that, you know, sense of trust and bondage that you need to have. And when I, uh, when I come in contact with people, I can kind of sense who they are in a sense. And, you know, people will tell me, well, John, you can't, you can't think that way and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying I don't try to get to know them, but more times than not, I could sense what kind of person they are just by me, like just through an introduction and how they act. You know, I could kind of just sense who they are and all that. And I know who I am and I know who God created me to be. And I'm still becoming that person he created me to be. But I don't want to surround myself with people who I know will be a barrier um, in the uh, a barrier in that way from me becoming the person that God has called me to be. And. I've met a lot of people who are like that way, and you know what? Uh, I was right about those people, you know, and I never really considered them friends. I never really put them close to my life. They want to be my friend and everything, and I respected them, and if they wanted to talk and talk, I'd be I'd be nice. You know, I wouldn't be a jerk, but I do get, give off that kind of presence. Like, look, I don't like to be messed with. Like, don't waste my time. Who I am is who. what you see is what you get out of me. Um, you know, a lot of my teens in the past that I've served in my church have always said, uh, I'll never forget one teen particular named Jack. He said up to me, um, his senior year of high school, he said, you know what, John, you know what I like about you? There's no BS to you. And I'm like, huh, thank you. I'm glad. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, I do because I don't, I don't play when it comes to, uh, toxic people. I don't play when it comes to somebody who's going to get in my way from achieving my goals and success and where God needs me to be. And, you know, we are so caught up in our lives of trying to be accepted by others, and we need to stop having that mindset. We need to start having the mindset of what God thinks and care less what other thinks, okay? And like I said, your friends' opinions and uh, are not—I'm not saying they're not valid, but be careful in what they say to you, you know? Because it's one thing to—like I said, there's healthy criticism, there's good criticism, and then there's bad criticism, and I've experienced both, Okay? For example, my friend, my buddy Kevin, who I, who, like I said, I see, he's like he's a brother to me. He is. Kevin, I know for sure, would talk to me like he would give me good criticism, like because Kevin cares about the well-being of myself, and he knows who I am. He knows what I stand for. Uh, he, you know, he he says the same thing, John. You're you're not you you know. There's no BS to you. You you, you tell it how it is and everything. And some you know people don't like it that way, but just because somebody doesn't like the way that you tell things, just doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means they don't like your approach, and that's fine. You you don't have to like my approach. Like I say, what you see is what you get. I'm not going to change just because you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, it, it, it's not that I'm wrong. It's just that you don't like how it's, you know, delivered. Okay. And like I said, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't worry about what you think about that. You know, I can't, I can't worry about how people are going to interpret me. I can't worry about people um, saying, you know, like, you know, cause like I said, there's healthy criticism and there's, there's unhealthy criticism. And, and, and the unhealthy criticism is the ones that people who are trying to get you to change them for their own benefits and desires. And that's, that's, that, that is completely wrong, you know? Um, and that's not caring for your well-being. That's caring for, for themselves. And I've heard from a famous Christian motivational speaker one time says that don't allow somebody in your life to drink from your cup, but don't pour into it. And I thought those were very wise words. Don't allow somebody in your life to drink from your cup, but not pour into it, right? When you have a friendship, um, just as you give to them in your life, you give uh, – uh, give in to them in their life, they should be giving to your life, okay? That's what a friendship is about, right? And that's what it should be about. But when people don't do that, you shouldn't be in that friendship. You shouldn't have the, even have to deal with that person, okay? Um, because they are toxic. Tox toxicity can really consume your identity and make you form uh, formulate a fake identity of yourself and not the identity that God created you to be. And this is this is where manipulation comes from others, right? People are manipulated. That's a that's a word. <laughs> people are manipulative in this world, okay? And unfortunately, there are people who are going to use you. That is a fact. There are going to be people who are going to use you for their own benefits and needs. That's why you have to be careful in who you allow in your circle. Like I said, it's better to have a a very small, closed circle than a big one, okay? I think um, I heard one time... Um, I heard a quote one time. A person said, I would rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And I thought that, that's very wise. It's very wise. I would have, because the value is the same. However, the amount is different, right? I mean, I could have a hundred friends, right? But do those true, are, are, are they all truly my friends? Where I have five or ten really good friends who I trust and know that they care about my personal will, accept me for who I am, and they know what they see, and they know what they get, and they accept that. You know, th those are people we want in our lives. People are going to encourage us to build us to be being better of ourselves and not take from us, right? So that's why it's very important to keep our circle closed rather than very big and open. You know, I go on social media, I see people who have like 5,000 followers and everything, and some of my friends have like 2,000. Like, do you know all 2,000 of those people? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really believe they do. But if they do, think about that. Like, you, you got 2,000 people who follow you, okay? Really, you're going to consider them all friends? Because to me, what a friend is, like I said, my friends are family. So I guess mine's a little bit different. But a friend to me is somebody who's there for you, somebody who supports you, somebody who wants to, who enjoys your company. You know, doesn't just uh, just doesn't just want to use you for their own benefit needs, you know, uh, but rather wants to be with you because they enjoy your presence. They want to be with you because they enjoy having conversations. With you. They want to be with you because they care and love you and want the best for you. That's what a friend to me is. But I can guarantee you those people who have like 2000 followers and stay they and those people say, oh, yeah, they're all my friends and everything. Like I guarantee you more than half of their followers don't really care about them.
And what I mean by they don't really care about them, it's not like I'm not saying that those followers want anything bad to happen or they wish bad things to happen to them. I'm sure they wish good things for them and have a good life, but they are not actually invested in them. They're not invested in the person. See, when I have a friend, I want a friend to be invested in me. You know, to me, a friendship is an investment, okay, because I give my time to a friend. And same thing with family. Family is the same thing. Family is an investment as well. Anybody in our lives is an investment because we give our time and our dedication to them. Don't waste your investment. You can make good investments. You can make bad investments when it comes to people. It's the same thing with money, right? You can make good investment into things. You can make bad investment, right? We learn from the bad investments. But stop continuing to make bad investments into people just because you want approval. Again, you got to stop caring about other people's approval, okay? Let me ask you. When you go buy something, do you care about what people think about you when you go buy it? I know I don't. I buy what I want, you know? My dad sometimes, like, you spend your money on video games and everything. Like, why are we wasting your money on that? Because I like video games, man. That's what I like. That's what I invest in sometimes because it's enjoyment. You know, that's what I like to do. I don't care really what he says or what he thinks. Uh, I respect his side and his opinion. I'll listen to it. But at the end of the day, I really don't care because I know what I want, you know? I'm going to go get what I want, you know? That's called, to me, that's an investment. The same thing with people in my life. I invest in people. I invest in my friend Kevin because I believe in my friend Kevin. And he invests in me. If I'm not going to get a return in my investment, I will not invest in others. All right? It's a two-way street. Because like I said, seeking other people's approval, wanting everyone to like you, wanting everyone to be your best friend and everything, that's just not going to be the reality. And just because you have 5,000 likes on your Instagram post does not mean you're liked by 5,000 people. Okay? That's just that's nonsense. That's, if you think that you're arrogant, you're, or not arrogant, but you're ignorant, eh, you're probably arrogant as well. Because 5,000 likes does not mean 5,000 people like you, okay? Stop seeking approval from others. Be yourself. Be who God called you to be. At the end of the day, like I said, the only approval that matters is God's approval. That's all that matters. Everyone else, to the side. You know, and that's the way. And like I said, the situation I'm having with a person in my life currently, they actually work with me. And... They don't like how I, because uh, what they want is they want a friendship, but I told them, like, look, I'm, I'm your supervisor first, and that's why I don't really make friends at work. That's, this is actually a life lesson for you guys. If you're listening right now, my life lesson to you is don't really make friends at work. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever made a friend at work, honestly. I mean, I have acquainted friends, but I never said I would, I don't think I've ever had a true friend at work, like somebody like my, my buddy Kevin. Um, because I met Kevin before I actually started to work with him. So that was a little bit different, but I'm, I'm saying like in a job setting and then meeting somebody, I don't think I've ever made a friend at a job, like a, like a true friend, somebody like, you know, Hey man, we're, we're, we're family, you know, that kind of friend. I'm not saying it can't happen, but what I'm saying is it's very rare. It really is. Um, and like, I try not to really be friends with my coworkers because that, that, that becomes all kind of problems and all kind of drama, and I don't want that in my life. You know, when I go to work, I go to work. I do my job. I'm there to do my job. I'm there to supervise the kids, my staff, and make sure we have a good day and that the kids are enjoying our after-school program. And then, you know, at the end of the day, everyone does a job. Everything. Great. Everyone go home. See you tomorrow, you know? Um, to me, my philosophy of life, it's better not to, you know, make friends at work because then it could cause a lot of, a lot of problems, uh, in my opinion. I'm not saying 
that's not possible, that you can't make a good lifelong friend from work, because I know people have, okay? I'm just telling you my view on it. I'm just telling you what I've experienced. You know, all of our experiences are different. All of our views are different. You know, you do what you want. You know, it's your life. You make your own decisions. But I can tell you from my personal experience, I've always found uh, making your coworkers separate from your friend friend life, like, you know. And when you're done with a job, you don't work with them yet, may then you approach a friendship there. But, you know, with the situation I'm going right now, this person is expecting me to treat them more like a friend than a supervisor, and that's just not going to happen. I'm not going to change for that. And they're trying to manipulate me, thinking that I'm being a bad person or a bad friend. And I told them at the end of the day, look, I'm your supervisor. i got a job to do. You'll always, I'll, always, you, uh, I'll always be your supervisor before your friend. I will always live to that model, okay? And when I'm done, when we don't work with each other someday, maybe we could just be friends, friends, you know, and that, that'd be fine. But at the current moment of time right now, I'm your supervisor. I got to do my job. And I'm always going to like what I do. And that's okay. And you can give me, give me your comments and opinions. But just because you give me your comments and your opinions does not mean I'll always agree with them. Does not mean I'll always uh, do what the way you want me to do it. You know, and that, that, that's what I'm saying to you. And that's me staying true to myself. You know, if somebody, if I think somebody's having a good idea, I'll do it, you know? But y'all, don't, don't think you got to seek people's approval. Don't think you got to change things just to make someone else's happy. Your life, your job in your life is not to make somebody else happy. That is not what you're obligated to do. What you're obligated to do is to love like Jesus has, or like Jesus does. Like has, like past tense. No, he still loves us still to this day. And, um, don't worry, that's not wine. That is, that's cranberry juice. And <laughs> those who are watching the video, <laughs> that's cranberry juice, not wine. Um, but no, even if it was wine, it wouldn't matter. But no, it's cranberry juice. Um, Got to stay healthy, you know. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, no, it's just we have, to, we have to be very mindful about that. And I think that in our life that there are times where we think about what people think about us too much. And we worry about it. And we got to stop doing that. And like I said, I'm not... I'm not perfect with it. I, I have my mess-ups with that sometimes. You know, sometimes I think about it. I'm like, you know, I can't get that thought on my head. i got to be who God created me to be. And at the end of the day, the only approval that matters is his, nobody else's. And so my brothers and my sisters, this is a very important life lesson. It really is. It's a very important life tip. And we need to be very mindful about it. Because if we put people in our life... We're not willing to pour into us, but only drink, take, take from us. Our self-identity will, will, will be affected in the sense of we'll start thinking of ourselves in ways that God does not want us to think ourselves in those ways because it's not true, you know? Like I said, not everyone's going to be there to support you. Not everyone's going to be there to love you. Um, and that's just a reality. You know, we think sometimes we... We try to live in this unrealistic realistic world that certain things are going to go the way we want because we want them to. I got one of my buddies uh, says, I want world peace and end of war. And as much as I agree with him, I would like that too. The fact is that will never be reality. This world is cast, uh, is spelled, uh, has been cast with sin, right? And so, unfortunately, there's always going to be bad people. And... Um, you know, that's just how it is. And, and like I said, I'm a big believer in God, and the Bible really illustrates that, says that there is a, there's a fight between evil and good right now. And 
that's not changing right now, and that's always going to be a fight. That's always going to be a battle, right? Because as human beings, we have free will. You know, God doesn't. God does not control us. Unfortunately, there is Calvinism that teaches that. Kind of teaches that, like you know, I I think Calvinism, and I could go into this. I could go a whole <laughs> whole another episode about this, but Calvinism kind of teaches uh, the opposite of free will. They 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 it's more like a control thing because they believe that God selects who goes to heaven, who goes to hell. Even if you really desire to go to heaven and you really try to seek God's grace, you can't because He already chose you to go to hell. And I don't believe that. I that's fully unbiblical. No matter what Calvinist tells you, it's unbiblical. It's a lie from their teeth. Um, it, in, in fact, you can just go to the Gospel of John, chapter uh, chapter three, verse sixteen. For God so loved the world, He gave up His only Son. Right? He gave He He loved the world. Right? And then verse seventeen really backs that up by saying that He did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Okay? He didn't say He came here to save the elect. He came here to save the world. Uh, so, like I said, that's a whole other episode for another time. I'm going off track here, but. Um, going to finishing up the episode today guys stop seeking people's approval only seek the approval of god be who you're called to be okay and that's what matters at the end of the day if you're doing that that's all that matters okay that's not mean you should be disrespectful from listening to what other people have to say uh it doesn't mean you should be closed-minded to what other people have to say just because you're listening does not mean you agree right it just means you're being respectful to them by letting them talk right um, and that's hard for us to do. It is. It's hard for me to do. Especially in today's world, it's really hard for us to just shut up and listen. Just let other people talk, listen to what they say, and then respond, you know, in a respectful way. It's very hard for us to do that. I, like I said, I struggle with it. You're not the only one. But we need to do this. We need to – this is how This is how we have conversations. It's important for us to have civilized conversations as human beings. So my brothers and my sisters – Go out in the world, be yourself, be who God created to be, always strive to be better, never quit, and never change yourself just because somebody don't like who you are. Amen? Amen. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend. God bless.